and welcome to Ladies of Graphical. This is a graphical podcast for all your graphical needs. I am here on our first ever podcast and it's all very excited. We're very excited here in this room with the amazing Lisa Statham. Thank you very much. Hello everyone. And the gorgeous Kat Stevens. Hello. And I am your host, Chaz Malkin. (laughs) So yeah, it's all very exciting. We have no idea what we're doing, but we'll try and see what we can do. Today, we're just going to be talking about how we got into graphics and how we ended up in that magical world. So, Lisa, do you want to take us through your your life story and let us know how you... uh... (laughs) Oh, wow, put me on the spot a bit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, I think the reason why we're talking about this is not to only introduce ourselves, but it's kind of like breaking into the design industry is sometimes a bit of an enigma. So I think it's quite important that we, well, we'll talk, talk about this subject as well. How far do you want to go back? Like? <laughs> Not like when you were conceived, but, you know, like a bit so after So when that. I was five years yeah. old. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've always had an interest in art. Of course, I think that comes with the territory. And then, actually, there was a pivotal moment at school that I remember. So I had to choose, do you know when you had to choose your subjects? Yeah, well, I had yes. to choose between art and music. Mm-hmm. And because I, I can play piano, but, you know, I love to draw as well. And I can remember standing in that corridor and I was like, this is going to change my life. <laughs> and it did. I chose art, of course. I went on to, after art, I, in school, I went on to do a BTEC in college for two years, I think. I did the art and design one. Got into Norwich University, the NUCA. I think it's the NUA now. I think it changed. I did the illustration course. So after that... I went back home, couldn't afford to keep living in Norwich. So I kind of came back home, got a part-time job at my local co-op. And then uh, I had to make the decision, like, because I didn't know how I was going to break into the design industry. I had literally no idea because we didn't really get told that at uni. It was all a bit ambiguous. Mm -hmm. You did a lot of projects and stuff, but none of it was really like, well, how do you actually get a job? Yeah, life Um, skills. They don't teach you that. They should teach you some life skills. Would help. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's well. Do you know what? Actually, I found the things that I learned at uni. It's 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 a good foundation, but I, you you don't really use any of it. You, do you know what I mean? Like it's kind of like I think uni or like the courses that I did was more of an exploration, like trying to find your like uh, voice perhaps or your style. Yeah. But the the things that the skills that I've used in the jobs that I've had. Not really, I didn't really learn from uni. So anyway, after I had, I had part-time job, I kind of decided to do a bit of freelance. I didn't know, <laughs> I kind of didn't know how to do it. So I kind of just wung it. But my dad is really into motorsport. And that was like one of the last projects that I did at uni, one of my final projects. And I really enjoyed I it. I that. Yes. <laughs> it's a good um, product. <laughs> you should check out her Tumblr. Not plugging at all, but that's very good. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I, so I decided to kind of, I'm really good with briefs and I need instructions and stuff like that. So I, yeah, I need, uh, briefs. I'm not very good with <laughs> open. <laughs> <laughs> I need pants. Um, oh, I love this one. Oh, we're keeping that. Yeah, we're staying in the recording. <laughs> so I need pants. Yeah. Um, I can't like, <laughs> I can't be like hang free. <laughs> I need some like uh, restrictions or not restrictions, but I need I need instructions basically. When I'm faced with kind of like guidelines, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's exactly yeah. it. I need guidelines. So when I'm kind of faced with what do you want to do, there's a thousand things out there in the world that you could do. I was like, right, I need to pick something specific. So I chose motorsport. It's yeah, you know, what I did at um, the last project that I did at uni, and my dad's really interested in, especially Formula One. 
So I just, I had a subject to base something on, to my illustration on basically. And I just started making these drawings. Um, I made a Twitter account. I made a website, Tumblr. Um, I think I did a Facebook, but I didn't really do anything with that. Facebook's a dying breed at the minute. That will be a podcast soon. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it took, I, I worked freelance for about, maybe about a year, maybe two and it gave me the experience that I needed to get my first design job. It was extremely difficult. Um, I had to, there's a lot of personal projects in there. I had to build up a portfolio and it wasn't, in, and I, ha- I basically drew and posted every day on every social media website that I had or website. And I had to be constantly in people's faces. And I had some mm-hmm. like, um, I got some really great experience from it. A lot of, there's a lot of disappointments. Um, there was a lot of victories as well. I had, I had so many opportunities. I think Twitter was the one that I got my most business out of, but I was on there all the time. Um, I did, I designed two books because I, I have personal love for publications anyway. And that turned out to be quite popular. So I, <laughs> when creating this, um, one of the publications that I did the second time round, I asked uh, people on Twitter, fans and just friends, if they could um, help me write it. Because I'm I'm not a writer, I don't do copy. And I managed to get a load of people from all around the world um, to do this uh, WRC, uh, World Valley Championship, guidebook, Mm. essentially. And I only made, like, a limited edition, like, you know, mounts. But, yeah, sold them all. And and I managed to get... um, yeah through that like through my motorsports and stuff like that I managed to talk to some quite big companies and and with that but I I had to constantly be on it and there was a lot of there was a lot of um talk about doing projects a lot of people like getting in touch with you but then a lot of it would fall through I don't really think that they tell you or tell you that at uni yeah like um they they mentioned it's kind of difficult Mm. but it was it was quite I think nothing really sets you up for it yeah. Like the amount of times that you get your hope up, like your hopes up and stuff like that. And then um, you get an email like about you've done all. I've even had it where I did work on um, on this project. Can't say which one it was. And I kind of naively, there. <laughs> I kind of naively did it, sent all my files off and. They stole your work. Yeah. No, I didn't hear anything back. Dun, so dun, I learned dun. my lesson that way. Definitely, yeah. Never give out true files. Never yeah. give them the working copy. If you could take anything from this podcast, do not give your do clients do the working copy. <laughs> <laughs> I learned my lesson. Yeah. There's some sound advice. There was hours of work that went into that. But yeah. But yeah, so after I, well, I just did enough freelance really until I got enough experience for, uh, well, enough work for a portfolio. I um I, I popped it on a website. I printed it out, and then luckily, about oh, I started applying for design jobs. So I went. I literally went for anything: graphic designer, art worker, anything. We've all been there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it. I think maybe a week or two weeks later, just by luck, I think I got contacted by um a small fashion brand, and they asked me to produce some mock-ups for them so obviously I sent the, the jpegs not all the pdfs not Good. the uh she learned. Files. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, she learned from her mistake I, I learned that one um and luckily I got the job and I I worked there for about a year and a half it was extremely stressful that opened my eyes to actual design work <laughs> because at uni 
you have a week to do something. You have two months to do something. All of a sudden, I've got, it had to be done yesterday. Do you know what I mean? And it was Mm -hmm. that kind of environment. But do you know what? I got put into the deep end and I learned a lot by doing that. Um, I had to, I had to keep up with everything. But um, we only used Illustrator rather than Photoshop because I didn't know how to use Illustrator at all when I came out of uni. I barely knew how to use Photoshop, really. Yeah, I never got taught how to use programs. No, I didn't either. It was weird. Yeah. And do you know what? Now I am the illustrator queen at work. <laughs> yes, she is. <laughs> they come to me now because baptisms are fire, really. Um, I learned how to, I did brochures there because the experience that I had with the publications that I did um, allowed me to do that within my new job as well. So I did the brochures as well as design um, clothes and like logos and stuff like that. Um, after I was there for about a year and a half, um, a few of my friends worked at a website company and it was suggested that I apply there because I've been, I think I'd heard them talk about it for a while and it sounded really cool. So I kind of wanted to join. Um, so I started working freelance with them. I got, in, I emailed and got in touch, um, sent them some of my work and I managed to get a freelance position with them. So I, was, I did a couple of them and then eventually I got hired full time. And uh, I think I've been there for... Well, I've been here for two years now, and I've just moved department. Yeah, so. she's left us. She's a traitor. Yes, an absolute traitor. <laughs> so I've gone from a graphical support assistant or yeah, whatever I web designer, yeah, to a UX UI trainee. <laughs> so yeah, not nothing yes. at all to do with my degree. <laughs> <laughs> so really, my story is that I've kind of flip flapped about a bit, and not yeah, I've sure. kind of <laughs> fallen into stuff, but then hard work's also paid off. Yeah, so a little bit of hard work and a little bit of luck. I think my story is nice one. Yeah, what about you, Kat? Then, well, yeah, when I tell you mine, it'll seem like Lisa has done the more conventional route. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, if we're going back to starting at school again, art was always like my thing at school. I did. Um, Graphic design, although it wasn't called graphic design, it had a silly name that I can't remember. And we had a really annoying student teacher, which basically made me decide that I wasn't going to do graphic design. Um, also, back when I was at school, because I'm old, the internet didn't exist. <gasps> I mean, <gasps> oh, my Jesus oh my God. It may have existed for some high up people in the FBI, but it certainly didn't <laughs> exist in as far as we knew. The graphic design world was either fashion design, which I remember doing one project on, where I designed children's swimwear, um, nice. <laughs> random, <laughs> and, or it was drawing technical drawings of spanners and screws. That's so sexy. And, That's yeah. amazing. And that was kind of the other side of it we were given was very much to do with the woodwork and metalwork and building a bathroom cabinet and drawing the instructions that might go with a bathroom cabinet. And I was like, well, Practical that sucks. Anything. <laughs> yeah. So I um, her was more sort of the... I've lost the word. You're going to have to re-edit this bit. <laughs> what's, <laughs> what's the word for when you do not like 2D drawing? Not 3D. Multimedia. But that means something else now. Isometric. Okay, back in the olden days, multimedia <laughs> meant like using fabric paint and clay and stuff. Not exactly sculpture, but not just like drawing on paper. But now multimedia means a whole new yeah. world of things. But that's what we called it anyway. Um so, and I also randomly did science A-levels just because I was good at science and that was a novelty. So my teachers convinced me I should do science A-levels, even though I had no interest of doing anything with them. Um, but think of the A-levels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah. <laughs> All the A-levels. Me so qualification. So yeah, I randomly did biology, chemistry and art. And then art was what I wanted to do. So then I went and did um, a BTEC um, art foundation course, which was at Newark. That's mm-hmm. when I was a little child from the villages who went, I really want to live in Newark. It looks pretty and it has a market. <laughs> and then my friends from Newark were like, where do you want to live here? Um, so yeah, then while I was doing my art foundation course, my parents kind of sat me down and went, art is not a career progression. You cannot go to university and do art. It's all very nice having this year doing your foundation course, but you need a real job. Now, back at the time, there was a program called Ground Force. I don't know if oh, you yeah. yes. oh, yeah. remember. Charlie Derrick with her swinging free breasticles <laughs> um, was very fashionable. And I kind of yeah, had a look at her. And thought, yeah, I could be her. And my mum was like, you like gardening and you like art. Why don't you be a garden designer? Because that's super fashionable. You that's also a real job. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was quite a popular It's landscaping, isn't it? <laughs> Do you see manscaping? <laughs> manscaping. <laughs> I was like, that's wait, different. So yeah, my mum convinced me that I was going to be the next Charlie Dimmock. So I started a job at a, um, a nursery, like a garden nursery. And then I went and did a degree in garden design, which I dropped out of partway through my first year because it was hideous. And they made us take tests on twigs in winter with no leaves and oh. name them in Latin. Oh my God. And oh my God. I passed, but I was like, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> And then the next thing was soil science. And I'm like, I just wanted to draw pictures of plants and gardens. <laughs> so I quit that. And then I kind of went, F you parents, I'll go to art college to just do art. <laughs> no. So um, then I went to a real art college, which doesn't exist anymore, sadly. It's been taken over by the University of Lancashire. But it was Cumbria College of Art and Design. Um, and then it's changed its name to the Cumbria Institute of Art, which was the CIA. Oh, we I like it. That said CIA on. That was a bit weird. Cool. Um, but yeah, I did what was called design crafts. So again, the sort of multimedia, it's a whole range of, um, I ended up specializing in ceramics, but we also did things like rug tufting and oh, wow. um, silver kind of jewelry making, weaving and like free machine embroidery. Wow. Welding. Welding was good fun. Oh, wow. oh, made God. like once made a massive, um, lily out of scrap metal. That's awesome. did it all together. That's I think, so cool. Because um, I did something similar. My mum was uh, BTEC art and design, but that included like textiles, uh, hmm, ceramics. Yeah. So it sounds like. Yeah. It was so that. my degree was basically like the extended version of the BTEC. Oh, that's, right. Yeah. yeah. I did the foundation BTEC yeah. thing as well. Oh. That's the one year version. Yeah. Because um, um, after I did the two years, I could have done that if I wanted mm, to. Yeah. 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 So then after that, I was like, Great, I have my degree in art. It went really well. My dissertation was great and I had a fabulous final show and I sold some ceramics to galleries. And then I did a couple of exhibitions with a friend of mine who was a painter and that kind of dwindled off and I just kind of sloped back home and lived with my boyfriend and went, yeah, my parents are right, I don't have a job. (laughs) (laughs) I can't become a ceramicist without like thousands of pounds to either set up a studio or join an established studio. Um, so then I was like, okay, what do I do now? I know, let's become a teacher because that's what you do if you can't follow your real career. Oh. So back to university, third time, um, went to Brighton, did 
did a PGC in art design, became a secondary school art teacher, and found out that teenagers are terrifying, and sometimes they fight each other, oh dear. and oh my sometimes God. they want to fight you, and sometimes the other adults are also terrifying, or don't care. Um, so yeah, I did that for a while, and then I sort of backslid a little bit and became a teaching assistant. Because then I was still in schools, but I didn't have to be in charge. So <laughs> that was quite nice. I worked at a school in London, which was insane, like in inner city, East London. Um, and then I just, oh, it was just really stressful working at school. And my husband was like, shall we just move back up to where you came from and get a random different job? I was like, yes, please. So I did. <laughs> And then he, after we moved here, he got a job for the website company mm. and I was just doing, I had another temp job in a school and then I worked in Asda for a bit and then I had a baby. And then <laughs> <laughs> he said to me, oh, you could do some freelance work for this website company. And I was like, but I don't know how to do anything with the internet. <laughs> what <laughs> is the internet? I know how to draw things. And he went, well, you, if you can draw pictures on your iPad, then they can turn into um like files with layers magic and I went in and had a brief chat with you see there wasn't even a graphical department then wow there was somebody in tech who was in charge of graphical she was like yeah you could pretty much teach yourself how to do photoshop so I did <laughs> I showed them some of my drawings and they were like yeah you could draw things this is great so all you have to do is learn how to turn those into computer files and then you can become a website designer and I was like really okay so, um, yeah, I taught myself Photoshop, did some freelance work for them for a while. And then eventually, similar to Lisa, there was a job that came up. And by that point, there was a graphical department. And so I got a job in the design industry. Nice. It was a very, very roundabout route. <laughs> but you eventually got here, so it's yeah. okay. Yeah. It's all good. It's all Come good. on then, Miss, uh, <laughs> Miss Malkin. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, my my route was sort of strange. Like, I didn't want to go to university. Like, okay. I was completely adamant in high school that I wasn't going to go to uni. I was going to get an apprenticeship and I was going to do it that way. Um, but I was the same, like, come, uh, you know, like, school. I, I did uh, graphics, uh, A-level, I did media, I did everything that involved the Adobe suite, basically. Mm. Um, and, yeah, I, I took my A-levels and, I, you know, I bossed it and was like, oh, I'm going to be, yeah, graphics, yeah. And then realised getting into an apprenticeship in graphics is actually really difficult. And they just don't tell you yeah. that it's really difficult to do that. So I ended up getting an apprenticeship with a company that said it was for a marketing position, but it was just sales. And I was shocking at it. Like I used to read these people and was like, so bro, how's it going? Uh, yeah, I don't know what I'm selling, but here. Bye. You know. So they basically sat me <laughs> in the office. it for you. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I can make it look pretty for you, but I can't do much else. And they sat me down in the office and they were like, yeah, you're kind of bad at this. And I was like, all right. So they were like, oh, but you can, you know, HTML. And I was like, well, yeah, I know a bit of HTML. I don't know a lot of it. And they were like, okay, well, you can manage our website for us. I was like, okay, <laughs> all right then. So 18 years old managing a website, that went well. Um, <laughs> I sat down and I ended up teaching myself basic HTML and CSS through it. So trial by fire and all that. Um, and then I met one of my closest friends. Shout out to Emma Schoen if she's listening. Hi. Yeah, and she she was actually my boss for a while. And then she left due to illness and I ended up taking her job. So that was how I got Ooh. my first... Did you poison her? No, I didn't poison her. Okay. Um, probably could have. Just thought i like, you know, I made a tea. Like, we work day. with you. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, watch the tea. <laughs> 
um, yeah, so I got my first design job. Um, I did a load of stuff for a pet show, and it was awesome. Uh, did loads of weird stuff. I got to meet Pudsy. That was pretty cool. Um, does anyone remember Pudsy the dancing dog? The dog, dog? Pudsy. Yeah, the dog oh, Pudsy. I think I had like, a bear. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was I think we've all met him. I met Pudsy down the corner. Sure. <laughs> no, 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 the dancing dog from Britain's Got Talent. Yeah, I met him. Ooh, claim to wow. fame. Wow. Yeah, oh. there's, my, uh, there's my name drop. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I did that. And then um, the company was pretty awful to say that it was sort of like an episode of Jeremy Kyle like oh. it was really bad and I sort of sat there one day and I was like I need to go to uni because I can't do this on my own um and I'm actually from Manchester you can't tell from the northern tone in my voice at all in any way but um yeah I, I'm originally from there so I was like right I need to get out I need to go do something so I ended up in Lincoln um funny enough and that was where my dad was originally from so I came over to Lincoln loved the uni and was like yeah I'm gonna do it uh, so I did a three-year bachelor degree in graphic design and then out of some madness decided to do a master's <laughs> um, so yeah I did that and my master's was looking into how art can help people with mental illness okay. so it was a really sort of interesting course but nothing really to do with anything that is actually practical. I think you've um, kind of got the closest by having a degree in graphic design. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe, yeah, I actually got there. Um, yeah, but like the, you know, the, the uni don't tell you how different it is. Like no. my my whole course was all about like feeling the art and being the art yeah. and you know doing this and doing that and what does it mean, you know, and all this. And when really it's just like it's just a black piece of paper with some stars on it because that's it's pretty. Um, and then my master's was like, oh, I'm actually doing something productive, but I can't use it anywhere because nowhere's hiring. So I ended up leaving, I got a job while I was at uni for a packaging company mm. and she was amazing. Um, absolutely fantastic. She taught me so much. She was um, a designer herself, uh, but just couldn't like, she didn't have the time. So she hired me and she, we went, it sounds like some kind of like amazing little adventure. We went all around the world and we did things <laughs> and yeah, we went to London a couple of times and I met some very sort of strange people that I never thought I'd sit in a bar with and that sort of thing. But that's another podcast, those stories. <laughs> um, We've all heard about it. <laughs> and um, yeah, so I sort of did that and she taught me loads and then unfortunately like she just didn't have the work for me. So I dealt with a lot of clients for her and then it was sort of like, oh, bye then, yeah, see you later. But we still keep in touch and she's awesome. So, uh, yeah, I did that. And then I got another job as a website designer for a small company in Lincoln. Uh, but unfortunately, I was made redundant after about seven months because the company wasn't very big. I think there was six people in a tiny cupboard. Oh, wow. And that was us. And I used to sit on top of the developer because it was that small. Like, <laughs> you know, we used to share a, a coffee cup. It was really bad. Um, yeah. And then I worked in a pub for six months because I needed money. Uh, I really enjoyed that though. That's like the weird thing. I kind of enjoyed being on the other side of the bar. I think that's the <laughs> that's <a bit> fun. <laughs> the much more the fun than the shops. gap, aren't you? Oh yeah, totally <laughs> for the gap. Yeah, um, yeah. Plus, you know, if you flirt with customers, they tip you more. So that was alright. <laughs> You'd be all right then. <laughs> yeah. Are you allowed in. to buy your drinks now, though? Well, we had a system where it was like they could buy you a drink, but you circled it on the receipt and then you could have it after your, oh, okay. your shift. Oh, okay. So you couldn't drink on shift, but I could like steal all these receipts afterwards and like take away so, a bit. <laughs> I get to say again, in the olden days, when yeah. I worked in a pub, we just used to get slowered because people <laughs> would just come in and buy us drinks and we were just drinking them while we were serving beer. But it was in a village. So. That's amazing. Yeah. And then I. Uh, got a phone call like I don't know why I answered it I got a phone call off an agency and they'd seen my CV online and they were like hey so there's this job going in Newark for a website company do you do you want to come and I was like yeah why not go for it and see what happens um and I actually had another interview on the same day in the morning I had an interview for the uh, uni uh, Blinkham 
and I really didn't want the job. Like, what was uh, it doing? Um, one, it was just a graphic assistant. All oh, right. But during the interview, one of the women made me feel really uncomfortable. Like she really shouldn't have been on that panel. So like, uncomfortable in what way? Like, yeah, in what way? Like, oh god, here we go. Like a good uncomfortable or a bad uncomfortable? Like a bad uncomfortable. Yeah. Like I don't know. I was really nervous, and I think she could tell. And then she just didn't seem like she wanted to be there at all. Oh, okay. So I was like, all right, I'll then. I don't really want this job. And they literally emailed me the same day saying you've not got this. You've not got the job. So I was like, all right, it's one of those. And then I came to the company we're at now, and I walked in, and I was like, oh my god, this place is awesome. And then so <laughs> you met me. Yeah, I met you. Well, I didn't meet you that day. Right. Uh, but I had my, had my interview. You pretty much came and I left, didn't you? Yeah, I think I started the week you left. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and then here we are, like 18 months later. Yeah, that's gone fast, That's gone it? really fast. So, yeah. okay, so to conclude, what I've learned is that we've all taught ourselves Photoshop. <laughs> <laughs> so, kids. <laughs> Teach yourself the software. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No one's going to teach it yet. So none of us have got jobs that our degrees are related to. I do. Vaguely. Vaguely. Sort vaguely. Of. Yeah, come on. Yeah. <laughs> See, I kind of, yeah. I've graphics. We've kind of all fallen my into it. My job is sort of to do with both of my degrees, not the gardening one, but like <laughs> the teaching one and the art one, slightly. Sort of. Yeah. So basically, <laughs> none of us has ended up where we wanted to no. end up. No. <laughs> but it's but, fun. Yeah. 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 I've kind of found a uh, interest in something that I thought I I would have never yeah. thought of yes. if I hadn't worked at this company. Yeah. Like, because I'm a massive advocate for like taking the user into consideration and stuff like that, and that would have never have happened. And now that's kind of what I want to do as a career as well. So, so Lisa, from your experience of getting in, what did you find was mo- the most important thing that you've learned from this entire like your entire experience up to now? Uh, self, <laughs> um, teaching yourself. Um, do you know what the most important thing that I did and that I still benefit from is the freelance work that I did. Um, it got my name mm. out there. Yeah, it was a lot of hard work. It really was. There was a lot of disappointment, but there was also a lot of victory. And without it, I wouldn't be where I am now. Um, there's a bit of luck in there as well, which is unfortunate because some people aren't, you know, as lucky. Um, but there is there's such a tremendous amount of like hard work. But is if you've got a passionate if you're passionate about something and you've got a drive, like I think you definitely will get there. I mean, I had to fight for um I was banging on about like the UX and UI for like two years now and I've finally got it. So I think, you know, if, if it's worth fighting for, you're gonna get there. We're gonna have to put the hard work in. Yeah. Sweet, what about you, Kat? Yeah, just to echo that that if you think, oh, this isn't something maybe I've gone down the wrong start to end for that career path, but it's not too late in your own time to teach yourself skills. And again, yeah, as what Lisa said, um, freelance work is probably what taught me and got me in a position to actually take a job in the design industry. Yeah, I'm probably the same. Like I think for me, it's perseverance and patience. Like yeah. just because it's not going well at that moment in time doesn't mean that it won't end up you've just got to keep keep yeah, going no. keep slugging you know do the do the bad job you know work in a pub for six yeah. months to then yeah. get work at asda and just know it won't be forever <laughs> well, no, yeah, you can I, escape. I was like shelf sacking at the co-op for about maybe two years and there's nothing wrong can we just point this out there's nothing wrong with no, shelf sacking oh, yeah. or anything if like you're that. happy working in a shop <laughs> i made some really fine. good friends yeah. like that built my confidence up actually as well um doing that i'm sitting behind the till i'm to just people. not polite enough with customers yeah i neither. wanted to punch them in the face that was why i like working <laughs> in a bar cry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah see i could tell him to do one in the pub be like oh mate you're bored go 
can't see yeah, it. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't really work in a supermarket. Yeah, you right. have to just be nice to them, even if they're shit. <laughs> yeah, that's unfortunate. Yeah, I don't think I can do that. So I think even though it might not seem like if you think that you're in like a dead end job, just keep working at it when you're out of work. Like when you're not working, do your design, do your yeah. like your artwork. That's what I did. And yeah. I was knackered yeah. and I had no social life, but yeah. you know, it's paid off. I think do it for you as well. Don't just design for clients. Don't just, you know, make art for clients. Like if you want to yeah. draw some pretty pictures or you want to do this because it mm. makes you feel good, then do that. You yeah, know? exactly. I mean, I rocked up at the job I'm in now and my portfolio, I used like finger inverted commas to say <laughs> portfolio because it was basically on my iPad. Um, some pictures of horses that I'd been drawing for kind of a horse version of fantasy football game. Nice. <laughs> wow, that's very specific. Very isn't specific. It? <laughs> so yeah, there was like a few pictures of like landscapes and buildings and people, but the majority of the pictures that I showed to my potential employer were just drawings of horses. That's amazing. <laughs> fantastic. Um, the other thing I was listening to something on the radio earlier, and they were saying. Um, when you're applying for jobs, a lot more people are applying for every job that exists now. So yeah. if you think that every job that's advertised has 30 to 50 applicants, that means you might have to apply for 30 to 50 jobs before you get one. Yeah. So don't be put off by just like slogging and sending out your CV mm. everywhere. Yeah. Oh, I contacted so many people like looking yeah. for freelance work, full-time work. Um, it was unreal, but you, you have mm. to do it. I think sometimes like there's kind of... The notion we like people think you kind of just get the job straight away. They don't realise how much yeah. patience that you have. They don't realise how much patience that you have to have. Yeah. And sometimes it's really difficult. It's really hard, but you have to kind of keep believing as such. <laughs> it's really cheesy and really cute, like like cliche in there. <laughs> but like that's literally it. That you should can... be our theme tune. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I know it should totally be our like our intro. Oh, it could be our outro. That's copyright, <laughs> those, yeah. Well, yeah, so that's a little bit about us. And uh, I guess as we go on, we're going to come up with more and more weird and wonderful topics that we'll talk about. We've got a list of things that we want to sort of debate and go through. There'll probably be more weird and wonderful stories that we can come up with. I think it depends how much wine we drink during the podcast. <laughs> um, I'm sure we've all got some weird ones. Uh, so keep listening because I'm sure there'll be something good. We're going to try and keep it mixed up. So different topics, different things. Get some talking in there about gaming and animation, different styles. We could talk for days, as you could probably tell from this podcast. (laughs) So I hope you don't mind us rambling. But thank you very much for listening. And we hope to see you again very, very soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.